our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? All right, let's move it to the fun part of the show. Well, after this recap of the Summer Box Office Draft, we'll have some fun, but we have to trudge through these results that are, you know, are they official? We'll never know, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here we go. Just pure numbers-wise, here's, here's what we got. <laughs> Bringing up last place is Bob Fallon with a combined net total of 523,735,000. In third which place... Is, if you don't mind me in, in, in interrupting, please. which is saying a lot about how how interesting this summer was. You are in last place, and you made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's been, it was an interesting year. It's actually wasn't... Well, there was someone that was kind of in the lead the whole way and never gave it up. Especially the fight for second place was pretty good, and even the winner is only two hundred million more than me. So he, it was pretty good. Probably oh, yeah. one of our uh, closest races of all time. But third place, Joel Fallon. Fallon's been not doing too well for themselves here. Five hundred and thirty-seven million and seventy-nine, seven hundred ninety thousand. Excuse me. Second place goes to Mister Edgar Chaput. With five hundred and sixty-nine million three hundred and fifty thousand, uh, and I think that's it, right? That's, uh, <laughs> that's the end of the thing. Uh, first place, once again, Casey Brady. Summer, <sighs> summer is his season. Seven hundred seven hundred twenty-nine million two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I mean, it's just. How does it feel? I feel bad because I make it look so easy, but it is so easy. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you you did a great job. Got to give it to you. You know, the interesting thing was like all your movies were out. I think by the end of June, so you had a big head start as far as time frame goes, and all of your movies, you know, made made money, all of them. So you you did a great job. I think, you know. You didn't pick the most critically acclaimed movies, as we'll get oh, to you, it in a little bit. But, but I didn't need to. I mean, if you yeah. look at if you look at the history of this competition, you don't need the best in terms of uh, Rotten Tomato scores. <laughs> well, you yeah. know what stings? You know what really stings? I remember when we did the draft. You and I, Casey, got in an, in in an argument over Transformers. I think. We did. I was right about Transformers, and it still matters. <laughs> you were right about Transformers. It only made six hundred million worldwide, which is crazy because the last one made one point one billion and fifteen percent Rotten Tomatoes score for a grand total of twenty five million profit. So, but just think, if I was right, how much farther ahead I would have been? Wow. Well, <laughs> I did bring up, you know, how. I was wondering to myself, how much are these Rotten Tomatoes scores affecting the end result? I was wondering that because mine were terrible. Um, so I put that to the test a little bit. So here's the, as far as the best reviewed movies, who picked the best reviewed movies? Edgar, far and away, had the best reviewed films. 
as far as his five official picks with a combined or an average rating of 73.6 led by War for the Planet of the Apes at 93% and Spider-Man Homecoming 92%. Next up you I had have quality films. Yeah, if this contest was about picking quality films you would you would win it. Isn't that kind of what the fall box office yeah, is so about? That's though. why that's why he won last year, I suppose. Uh, Casey, second place in the reviews with an average of 63.2%. Joel was third with 59%. <laughs> and my average rating was 34.2%. Lead, quote unquote, lead by the Emoji Movie at 7%, the Mummy at 16%, and the aforementioned Baywatch. At 19%, which it's a miracle that got 19%, by the way. Um, yeah, so I so the next step in my thing was who would win if it was just pure profit, take the critics out of the equation, just do the worldwide, you know, money minus the budget times two, and Casey still would have won with uh, $1.16 billion. But... Ooh. I was close. I was second place in this calculation <laughs> with uh, $1.029 billion. And then Edgar was third with $677 million, and Joel was last with $628 million. That's a big drop-off. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I listened to the show, and, and, and uh, you're, you're, in the past few weeks, your final points seem to have gravitated towards you know the quality of this summer's films and and i think casey you brought up some figures in the last couple of shows about how the box office numbers have actually dwindled in relation to to last year and isn't it funny we as we exited summer 2016 the consensus seemed to be man what a terrible summer i saw maybe a third the number of movies in 2016 than it because it all looked like shit and apparently it all was shit this summer, it's week after week after week of solid, great films, and they didn't make as much money. Yep. I, a drastic I, difference, though. It's about 11 to 12% difference, I, which is a huge amount when you're talking about billions of dollars. It, that fascinates me. Is that because, I don't know, I don't want to be, I don't like painting with too broad a stroke, but... And again, here's the maybe the cynic in me coming out yet again. But that almost tells me, like, man, people just like to see bullshit. And if you give them something that has a little bit of intelligence to it, like Wonder Woman or War for the... Well, actually, Wonder Woman, I mean, fairness, made a lot of money. But uh, Dunkirk, uh, Baby uh, Driver, Planet of the Apes, uh, which in fairness did not end up being at all the movie that the title suggests it's going to be, if you give them something a little different, a little bit different, they're just not that interested. <laughs> they won't go see the movie. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. I actually wrote an article last summer towards the end that was like, is this the worst summer ever? And uh, box office was way higher than this summer, which I think is one of the best ever. So it's hard to believe. But here we are. Best picks of the summer. Hard transition there. Best picks of the summer. I actually had the best pick of the summer. Despicable Me 3, even with critics, 
61% Rotten Tomatoes score, made $495 million worldwide. Animation domination. That's right. Uh, that was the goal. I got one out of five correct. Uh, next up, second best pick of the summer. No, uh, no surprise here. It's Wonder Woman with $467 million in profits for you. Joel got third place with the number one overall pick, which... Yeah, number one overall pick. You got to get the t- one of the top two, or else. Yeah, that's what's fascinating. Guardians two, the movie we reviewed in this episode, three hundred and seventy nine million. So kind of a a big drop off there. Next up, Edgar, you're on the board with a good pick. Spider Man Homecoming, three hundred and fifty six million, and it hasn't even came out in China yet. So yeah, well there there are a couple of things that I mean I'm, I feel whatever i just do this for fun but certainly that is something that didn't play in my favor i like for spider-man not to come out in china that's like that didn't help but i was if we're just looking at domestic it, it made money it made nice money but i honestly legitimately thought it was going to make more than that that's it it seemed to peter out of peter uh it oh, seemed, hey. it, it, <laughs> um it seemed to peter out like really fast like it made a stupid amount of money for like two weeks and then like that was it and people kept on going to see Guardians of the Galaxy people kept on going to see Wonder Woman especially and Spider-Man just sort of flatlined I mean this is the this is the third uh, version of Spider-Man I think people are just tired Um, probably too and I, I, you know, setting aside the, 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 the China excuse, I actually thought that, okay, so yes, it is the third iteration, but it's the one that's finally in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, and, they and the franchise right. is really good. Yeah. And it, it made good money. It, it made me some money, but really not as much as I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe the, the sequel will do even better. Pick that next time. Uh, Dunkirk was the number five best pick, 198 million. So another big drop off there, but that did better than I thought. Uh, and it actually, for a while, it did much better than I thought because of a typo, which made Joel for a blip on the radar right in there for first place. But uh, the worst picks. Let's get to the worst picks of this draft, and then well, we'll I think everybody has a few. Yeah, I think we all had. Some bad uh, picks here. But luckily for Joel, the biggest bomb of the summer was his reserve pick, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, with minus $146 million. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nothing even comes close to that. Casey, wish this wasn't your reserve pick, because the house, Will Ferrell's The House, made negative $39 million for you. (laughs) The Dark Tower, Joel again... Minus twenty six million. All eyes on me, Joel again. Minus <laughs> <laughs> minus twenty one million. He finished in. Wait, was he set? Who? He no, was third. Yeah, so he, that's he, weird. He had the bottom uh, three out of four picks, and I had the best ahead of you. And I had the best pick <laughs> of the whole entire draft. Uh, and I also had two bad picks, about tied for fifth. Uh, Detroit. Minus nine, that was my reserve. And Cars 3, surprisingly, minus eight million. Really weird. Yeah, that's really weird. weird. Animation damnation right there, you know. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to brighter times. The leaves are falling, and so is Casey's hopes in the fall box office draft. 
<laughs> we had uh, determined before we started the draft order will be newcomer first, first ever fall box office draft for Casey. So he will pick first. Then I will go second because last year Edgar beat me in the fall box office draft. He will go last. It will snake around as usual. Five picks each plus a reserve. We also decided Star Wars The Last Jedi cannot be involved in this draft because it by itself will probably make more than any of our teams. And we will be tracking that as we go along as well. So no Star Wars involved here. And also, yeah, just to set up the rules for people if they want to... Can, can we defeat each other and a Star Wars movie? It's very. This should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a miracle. Because it's just such, it's like a, you know, iceberg straight ahead. We're the Titanic. We're all going down. Uh, also, just want to set up, you know, the rules for the fall box office draft. Same as the summer as far as, you know, profits subtracted by budget times two times the Rotten Tomatoes score. But for award season, we add 10 million bonus for a minor Oscar nomination, 20 million for a minor. Oscar win, $25 million for a major Oscar nomination, $50 million for a major win, $50 million for a Best Picture nomination, and $100 million if you win Best Picture. So we'll see how that all plays out. But Casey Brady, all right, before we get into it, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Fall Box Office Draft? You've never participated. Are you excited? So, as a newcomer, I'm looking at the summer box office draft, and it was very close. If we had had the award-type uh, setup like we do now, that would have made the difference between first, second, third, and fourth. Um, so, I really needed to think about that as I was picking, and I didn't think about it, to be honest. <laughs> I kind of just rushed through and kind of ordered them based upon who's going to make the most money. Um, but then I've tried to revise it a little bit. Uh, I think you guys have the edge on me. You guys um, are used to this setup. I am not. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So you're going with the fuck Oscar strategy. That's uh, intriguing. intriguing. <laughs> slightly, slightly. I'm hoping I get one pick that is almost guaranteed a nomination. Uh, well, several of them should be guaranteed a nomination, but at least one of them has a big chance of winning Best Picture, <laughs> well, if I get to it. It's kind of tricky sure. because, you know, we're in end August, beginning of September. A lot of times, the frontrunners for the Academy Awards don't, you know, turn their heads till after the Tellurides, the TIFFs, the, the film festival circuits, and, you know, around October, November, you you might start to see the contenders show up, so... What's your strategy this year, Edgar, as the returning champion? Right. Returning champion, because I did pick a Star Wars movie <laughs> <Yeah>. last year. <laughs> Let's see how, um, how good you do without that. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is not, this does not bode well. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's tough. I find the fall box office draft uh, much more difficult than the, than the summer draft. Because summer... Okay, you got to sort of guess what's going to be a hit with critics, but you know a lot of these are, are money makers, or they usually are. Whereas the fall, there are few surefire money makers, and you have to take in, take in consideration what you can earn on on Oscar night. So 
and like you just said, it's sometimes it's really difficult to predict. Like, what's this year's moonlight? I have no clue. I don't. I, we, maybe we haven't even heard of this year's moonlight. So there's some real surprises. I I find the fall box office draft is much more of a free for all. Yeah. That uh, than the summer. Everybody's going to make money in the summer. Everybody's going to make some money. You you made you finished last and you made a lot of money. Somebody might get completely screwed in the fall box. It's true. Draft, not it's money. true. Yeah. So, I completely agree. All right. Enough pre-talk, Casey. You're on the clock. All right. So my my first pick really comes down between two films, yes. uh, and of course they are comic book films. And I have to go with, do I go with my heart of, I think this universe has a more vibrant future in the long term? You're, you um, are insane. Or do I go with the tried and true, it's going to make Much a Much better of money. universe, yeah. Now, the problem is the critic score. And that's why I cannot go with my heart. I have to go with my brain. And I'm going to pick Thor Ragnarok. Um, uh, I hate you. Um. I mean, it's <laughs> there is a very minute shot. Uh, whoever picks the next one, which I feel like is an obvious pick, you can make so much money. Even though the Rotten Tomato score is going to be less than Thor, the revenue, I think, is going to be more than Thor. Um, and so we have to see which one outweighs the other. Yeah, but Th- so Thor is my first. Thor pick. Ragnarok, clear and present. You know, obvious number one pick. Wish you would have screwed up, but what can you do? I wouldn't be so sure that I'm taking Justice League just yet. Oh, please don't leave it for me. I would beg you. <laughs> I'm still mulling it over. Still mulling it over because I do think it's going to get ravaged by critics, and I think that the problem yes. is, problem is there's really. Do I do you go? I don't want to give away any of my other picks, but yeah, screw it. I gotta go Justice League with the number two pick. I wish I kind of had the third pick here in this draft, but like you said, Justice League, it's it's gonna be critically despised. I feel like I thought I don't, despite Wonder Woman doing so well with the critics and her being you know a big presence in this movie, it just feels much more like Batman v Superman than uh, a Wonder Woman vibe and. Even, I think it could be unfairly criticized to a degree. I think it looks terrible. I do not want this movie in my roster. Uh, What should I call my team this year? It's still animation domination because there's so many CGI effects here. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. Justice League is my number one pick. And you know it's going to make over a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Probably close to it, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I, I agree. It's more of a... What are the critics going to say? I actually I haven't seen the trailer. I, I, funny enough, you're saying you're, you're getting you're getting a Batman versus Super vibe. I'm, Superman, excuse me, vibe. I, I'm not. I am detecting a little bit more lightheartedness. Um, reshoots for uh, for very unfortunate reasons. Zack Snyder is not finishing the movie, and they got Joss Whedon working on it now, which which could be a good thing, actually. But like, didn't. Suicide Squad go through a lot of reshoots too, and and that didn't turn out too good. So yeah, this critically, this could be a this could be a clusterfuck, but it's going to make money. So. Yeah, and I wonder how the styles are going to clash with Snyder and Whedon. 
seems like you know Fantastic Four did something similar and that didn't turn out too well. So mm. I'm I'm screwed either way. If I didn't take it, it would you know get a seventy percent Rotten Tomato score and make a billion dollars. And now that I did take it, it'll get a twenty percent Rotten Tomato score and make like seven hundred million. So. Mm. Edgar, around the turn, you get two consecutive choices here. Yeah, and and I like it. He likes it a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder. Not not animation domination, but one of the few times, if not the first time, I'm going animated. Um, I'm going to take Coco, uh, which is a Pixar film. Now, we just did a recap of the summer draft. And Cars 3 didn't do particularly well. My suspicion is that it's because it's Cars 3. Yeah. Come on, guys. Um, Coco is, an, is, we're back to um, an original story, as far as I can tell. It's an original story. Uh, those have never seemed to really fail Pixar at the box office, nor critically. And while it's, it's obviously not going to get a ton of nominations... It's going to be nominated for Best Animated Film, and it will win Best Animated Picture. So I'll get a little bit even, a little bit more money. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm in, I'm in uh, new territory. I'm, I'm going animation, Coco. Yeah, that was the movie that I was debating. But I think Cars 3 ultimately did scare me away. The thing with Pixar movies is, yeah, they are typically well-reviewed and make a lot of money most of the time. Uh but they also cost a lot to make. Like, look at Despicable Me 3. That cost $80 million to make, and it made almost a billion dollars so far. Whereas Pixar movies tend to cost $200 million to make. So you're kind of at a disadvantage. But when they hit, they hit hard and uh, could do well for you. Me and Casey just have to <laughs> hope... Uh, me and Casey have to hope that Coco is caca. <laughs> Oh, uh, but that good old, that good famine wit. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next pick? Um, I'm looking at one, uh, I'm looking at two movies. I'll, I'll leave a little, a few other animated things for the, for the children. <laughs> I'm going to, I am going to take one of Casey's most anticipated films. Don't think it costs a lot. Super hype buzz. I think it looks like shit. And not only is the critical buzz positive, it's tracking super well. I'm going to take it. Yeah. It is the obvious uh, choice. So far, we've gone directly down the line of my rankings. So, you know, we're just living off of the pre-draft rankings here. But, yeah, that was a great choice. It comes out soon. It's going to have all fall to make money. People seem to be enjoying it. Yeah, and, uh, and for whatever reason, apparently, if the numbers are accurate, apparently this is actually going to make a lot of money. It's going to make whatever, a lot of money. I think it looks like garbage. It's apparently gonna, this is going to make like $60 million on opening weekend. Yeah, it's going to make a lot of money. It's not going to cost a lot of money. So nice. It's going to get good reviews. It's, it's a very, very good pick. Yeah, so, yeah, I was hoping someone would, that Edgar would go off the board so I could get one of those two choices, but it's not to be, should I get creative or should I go with my next pick? Get creative. (laughs) 
No, I can't do it. I'm going to go next up. It's obvious. It's a sequel. The second one made a lot more than the first. It's not going to cost a lot. Comedies are in dire straits. People are going to see it. It's Pitch Perfect 3. What? <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> the second one made a lot of money. Oh, gosh. Did it? I, I didn't realize that. But, oh, my gosh. I love you. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that is the biggest surprise pick of the century it's number five on my board number one in my heart <laughs> number three in the series <laughs> I can see it I can see it. I'm laughing because Casey's laughing I know. to me <laughs> we'll see maybe I'm completely wrong um, don't forget the Oscar potential no, that's a, that's the real laugher. But uh, you know, my strategy here is to throw off Casey so he makes two bad picks in a row. Go. There is a very <laughs> big chance. I, I almost, I mean, uh, my next pick I thought was obvious, but it's going to be Kingsman. Uh, it is going to make a lot of money domestically. I think it's going to get very, very decent uh, reviews, at least in the 80s, uh, maybe Maybe touch the 90s, but probably not. Probably stick around the mid-80s. Um, I think it's an extremely solid pick. It's a solid pick. It's the wrong mm. pick, but it's a solid pick. It's number eight on my board. First one off the board for me. Okay. It's a good pick, though. Uh, but you have Pitch Perfect 3, so <laughs> let's, let's not too, I, put I too much weight in I don't think you know how much money the second one made, Casey. That made <laughs> I'm Googling it right stupid now. amount of money. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Ah, uh, all right. Well, while you look that up, and also look up the Rotten Tomatoes score, see what that does. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for this next pick is a really, really hard one. Uh, I almost want to go with. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. Do I go for the award? Talk it bonus? through. Yeah. Uh, when you're at number three, number four, that's when you sort of got to like, can I make something on Oscar night? Yes, 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 yes. Because I will say, I'll just say it out loud. I am thinking Blade Runner, but I don't know how much money that's really going to make. Is it really going to make any money? I don't think it's going to, it might be nominated uh, for a minor award, but it's going to make much money. And I want to say no, it's not. Because you know the budget's going to be big. Yeah. It looks like it is. Anyway. So do I go... Oh, gosh. Do I go for the 100 mil? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I um, need help in your ass. How much, how much is a major nomination? $25 million. Oh, that's not much. Oh, gosh, you're killing me here. Hey, $25 million is what Transformers made you all together. So don't knock it. I know it's going to win. Do I? Hey, this is hard. I'm sorry I'm taking too long. Uh, let's do The Darkest Hour. Um, yeah, Drew Wright, uh, Gary Oddman. What? Wait, wait what? Come, are you kidding? That's getting It's getting uh, a lot of buzz. I mean, yeah, Gary Oddman. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely uh, already being said it's going to be a contender. Um, it's a contender. Especially this, this early on. 
So it has it has the good potential. I mean, one Gary Oldman with the makeup of uh, what's his name, Winston Churchill, <laughs> looks fantastic. I mean, I, I, <laughs> uh, I mean, especially after Dunkirk, uh, I think a lot of people are are going to go see this. So all right, <laughs> I, it's not the best pick I know, but I don't. I mean. I, it's definitely going to be nominated. I, I feel like it's, it's a guarantee. Whether it wins or not, I, that's that's hard to tell. But. True. It, I guarantee it will be nominated for Best Picture. It will probably be nominated for Best Actor. Um, <laughs> it's going to make $0. And I don't think it's a lock to win Best Picture. I, I mean... So you're, I mean, as you said, it's the multiple awards is the major thing. I think it actually could be also for our best director. We'll see. Um, It could even get some minor ones with best makeup. True. I I don't think it's a bad play. I think it's a bad play at the number seventh overall pick. I I could agree with it. I feel like this is where I'm out of my element. I I don't know. Uh, But we'll see what you guys pick. All right. <clears throat> Man, this is tough. This is tough. <coughs> I didn't... Hmm, yeah, I should have been thinking while you were talking. All right, well, to buy me more time, Pitch Perfect 2 made $287 million worldwide. That's insane. On a $30 million budget. <laughs> and a 65% Rotten Tomatoes score. All right, you said how much? Two sixty-five. Two eighty-seven. Two eighty-seven. Thirty so million. Budget. All right. So okay, you got a decent amount. You yeah. got a decent amount. Yeah, the first one only made one hundred and fifteen million worldwide. So well, this and it's going to drastically drop to under a hundred. Three is just going to double two. So looking at six hundred million worldwide. Uh, that 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 well, that'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, see what I'm debating against here. I'm not ready to go award circuit quite yet. Yeah. But I'm debating between a small budget movie that isn't going to make a ton, but is going to make a lot, you know, it's going to be like the Annabelle creation of the fall, which did pretty darn well for Edgar at the end of August here. Or do I go with something riskier, bigger? Um, Yeah, I am not... Sure. So, I need to have... What's what's annoying is I'm seeing a lot of movies that look really good. I just don't think moviegoers are going to respond. Yeah, that is a problem. All right, screw it. I'm diversifying my portfolio this season. I got to have a horror movie in here. And no, it's probably not the one you're thinking. It's Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Yeah, I've not heard of it. What is it? I dang it, I could have waited and got it later. Um, it is <laughs> a movie that costs like three to five million dollars. It's Groundhog Day with someone reliving the day that they die over and over again and trying to figure out how to escape it. It's getting a lot of uh, early marketing. It's getting some good early buzz. Say it makes fifty million, it's still going to be profitable. No Oscar hopes whatsoever, but whatever. Mm. Okay, <laughs> that's an interesting pick. You typically well, go with the horror films, I feel so. Yeah, it's, it's well, I'm I'm the horror guy when it comes to these box offices, and and they've they've never failed me. Yeah, they really. 
they really, you know, they tend to come through. So we'll see. We'll see. Edgar, um, two more picks for you. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I actually forgot I had two picks because I was thinking I just had one, and I was sort of in your state of mind, like, do I go Oscar? Do I not go Oscar? So I guess I can since I have two picks. Yeah. Uh. So I think I'm going to go I'm going to go big with one and then I'm going to start going Oscar. Um at my biggie Biggie Smalls is going to be uh wow, how the tables have turned. My biggie is going to be an animation movie. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a Lego Ninja Go movie. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. That was my next on my list there. I'm. I, I would be nervous. How are how are the all the other Lego movies doing? Because they've released several of them now, and I feel like the original just Lego movie did extremely well. But have, have all the spinoffs been doing well? There's only been one other Batman. Lego Batman did pretty well. Uh, not as good as the Lego movie, but I do feel like uh, Lego Ninjago is huge with young kids. So I think it's going to do. Better than the Batman movie, personally, which sounds counterproductive, but Lego Batman made three hundred and eleven million worldwide on an eighty million dollar budget. Okay, I'm looking at some mm-hmm. of these, and some of them, I guess, are just direct to DVD. Mm, okay, because uh, there's a Lego DC Comics one. There's a couple of those, um, but all right. Oh yeah. If you include those, yeah, they, they, they can't stop making spinoffs. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lego video game franchise is out of control, too. So, okay, you went Lego, and what is your other pick, did you say? So now I'm going to... Well, now it gets I tricky. Said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Oscar. Who knows? This, this might completely backfire. So this is where the draft gets interesting. Um, I'm, I'm seeing... Okay, box office, nothing spectacular, but I'm seeing good reviews and I'm seeing definitely a few nominations. I'm gonna go Suburbicon. All right, Suburbicon. Okay, that has a, a decent chance. Yeah, I, I think, think I think, I think they love Matt Damon. They love George Clooney. They love the Coens. They wrote it. They love Oscar Isaac. Isaacs. Uh, is it gonna do gangbusters at the box office? You know, we'll wait and see, but. I think it'll be well reviewed, and I think I'll make some money when they, at least when they announce the the nominees. Well, will I win anything on Oscar night? I don't know, but yeah, that's a solid pick. I think it's gonna do decent at the box office. Definitely gonna be well reviewed, and yeah, I think you're could even get a best picture nomination depending how good it is overall. So yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, um, I'm going Oscars. I'm going the papers. Steven Spielberg, he's due for a win. You, you know Meryl Streep's nominated, probably yep, winning. You know Hanks is nominated. You know Hanks is nominated, probably winning. You know Spielberg's nominated, probably not winning. But uh, Yeah, that's actually a pretty smart pick, actually. And it's probably going to get a bunch of minor nominations. And um, I don't know. I feel like Spielberg is due for a knockout you know, Oscar push. This could be the one, or it could be like a total disappointment because it's not going to make any money, not get any nominations, and leave me with nothing. So that's the risk you take on these Oscar picks. But so, just to make sure, because I because I, I have the post 
is the papers, right? Yeah, I don't know what the official title is yet. I think it's the post is the new one. Okay. So I feel like you, your pick shouldn't count. Oh, fuck you. I was going to name. Um, uh, gosh, when you were saying the papers, Spielberg, I was like, he's coming out with the second one? <laughs> and that sucks. Because <laughs> that was a great pick that I, oh, God. They, they must have uh, changed the title since I made uh, did my homework a couple weeks ago. Wow. Okay, good pick. Thank you. That really hurts. You're going to, you're going to get a lot of money from awards. Yes, I am. Suck on that, Trebek. All right, you got your last two official picks coming up, Casey. That really hurts. Okay. Uh, it is your darkest hour. I, so there's three. I'm surprised no one picked Blade Runner. Um, do you guys know something I don't know? I just think it's going to cost a ton of money and – I don't know. It's an unknown quantity how much it's going to make. So. Casey, yeah. how many times have I won a box office draft? <laughs> <laughs> you sitting there saying, do you guys know something? I don't know. Fucking shit. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Mm, give me one second. I'll so give you really ten. I don't care. So I was going to pick the post and then Blade Runner. Now, that throws everything out the water. Well, I don't um, see how it affects Blade Runner, but... Well, because Blade Runner is a very iffy pick, uh, whereas the post is a guaranteed. So now my next pick is not guaranteed, probably, gotcha. so then I can't pick Blade Runner. Um, I feel like Murder on the Orient Express is going to actually make a decent amount of money. It's going to be one of those one films... Uh, that most people don't see coming as being a box office success. Uh, but there are a slew of great actors and actresses in the film. So I need to pick Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Interesting. Wasn't even in my top 30, but... All right, that's fine, that's fine. Um, now, here's where it gets hard. I mean, I have LBJ, that's, I mean, a Rob Reiner film, come on. It should do good, right? Yeah, pick uh, that, pick that, please. Oh my god, pick that. <laughs> All right, uh, you got the Shape of Water. I don't know if that's going to make too much money. I think it's going to get some Oscar noms. Uh, do I go safe? Do I go big? I mean, I do have Thor, so I feel like I could go safe. If I go safe, <laughs> Snowman is extremely safe. Uh, that is just, like <laughs> it's too safe. Uh, really, I don't, I don't. Snowman, really. Safe well, as in zero. No, 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 no. It's it's like for a box office. I don't know. I I wouldn't touch. No, like why safe? How how is Snowman safe? <laughs> it'll so it's, make it, zero dollars. It, it doesn't cost too much. It'll make a little bit of money, a couple mil. Um, <laughs> extremely great reviews. <laughs> So, uh, out of profit, I will probably make maybe five mil off of it. Five million? Why would you pick yeah, that? Yeah, this is a dream. You're, you're, you're a pig, man. I won't tell you what to do, but... But then it's going to get some Oscar noms. Do you think? Uh, oh, it's definitely going to get uh, foreign film, best foreign film. Uh, it could actually win it. <laughs> That's a minor category. Is this a foreign film? It's Yes, it's a French, French film. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Sounds like a winner. Oh, gosh, <laughs> this is hard. 
Nobody's picked a boo to a Medea Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Which will make money. In fairness, it will make money. No the doubt shape of water. Let's take it. Go ahead. Shape of water? Ah, it's such a bad pick. I know. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it's not that bad of a pick. Um, you know what? I, I think they... I think you'll make some money with Oscar nomination. See, <clears throat> Shape of Water, now that we're sort of coming to the end of the draft, Shape of, of Water... Has bad and, timing, doesn't it? I, it's near... Uh, near Star Wars? It's counter-programming. You sure you want that? Man, I don't know, man. Pick is in? Yeah, it's in. It's okay. in. I got it. I picked it. It's whatever. Okay. Well, since my... <laughs> My goal on this draft is to be diverse in my picks and not pick a bunch from one genre as I did in the summer. But I don't have any animated movies quite yet. This is going to be risky. I'm avoiding Oscar because it's so hard. This far out, who knows? I don't want to get stuck. I feel like the the post or the papers, whatever the fuck, is a pretty safe bet. As far as Oscar yeah. night goes. Mm. But anything else, it's like, who knows? I mean, a lot of these movies aren't even out yet. Meanwhile, you got this animated movie I never even heard of until I did some homework a couple weeks ago. But I'm going to go with Ferdinand. Um, is that the... What is that? A John Cena voice... <laughs> <laughs> voiced animated movie based off a popular children's uh, book. Yeah. I don't know. I feel way. like I, you, you had me worried for a little bit, but uh, I'm glad you picked that. <laughs> uh, it's going it? to be one of these low-budget animated movies. It might not have a good Rotten Tomatoes score. All animated movies make money. It just depends how much it costs to make and how good the reviews are. So now I have a question for you. If it somehow goes direct to DVD, <laughs> you do not get to use your uh, reserve, right? <laughs> no, that would be reserve gets tapped in. Yeah, that's my strategy here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I left. I went below my next highest picks. I had two ahead of it, but. I want to diversify the portfolio. That's the name of my team this year, so that's what I did. Edgar, close us out with uh, your last official pick and your reserve. Uh, my last official... Ah, I forgot about the reserve. Um, my last official pick, I am going to go with... Um, I got to stay... I got to stay remain true to my box office box office roots i'm going to go low cost high profit mediocre review um i'm gonna go jigsaw i knew it yep that was Ooh. one of the you ones could feel it coming. <laughs> you could feel it coming yep there's only one spot left and it's edgar's pick it's <laughs> what's a, he gonna do it's the horror movie uh, yeah it's gonna be well, good those, the soft movies they made 16 of them they all made money <laughs> yeah. uh, uh it's taken a little break which i think is actually gonna help it's like we haven't had one in a few years uh, i i saw the trip i'm not a big fan of the soft friend i think i only saw the first one it's adequate um, but clearly this thing has a fan base, otherwise they wouldn't have made five or six of them. 
And it's had a little break, and Jigsaw's back. I mean, Christ, Jigsaw is now, you know, he shows up in spoofs, so he's, he's like the new alien, you know. So, um, although Alien Covenant did, did, me, did me no favors, so maybe this is a big mistake. Nah, um, it's not. Anyways. It's going to be low cost, low, low, low cost, so. Yeah. Um, man. Coco, it's nin- Lego Ninja, Super Pecan, and Jigsaw. Am I going to need a reserve? I, I guess, <laughs> I mean, why not? Just just so it's sort of pseudo part of the game, I'll, I'll take Blade Runner. Fair. Yeah, if you didn't, I would have. You have to. It's. Uh, I actually think it might get more Oscar nominations than uh, people may expect. So mm-hmm. we shall see. feel like an idiot if it does. <laughs> Alright, my reserve, I'm going to talk this out because I don't care if Casey steals anything that I, that I don't take. So, do I want to go with Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, My Little Pony, <laughs> or go Oscar with like a Downsizing or Phantom Thread, Battle of the Sexes maybe. Since I only took one Oscar qualifying film let's say the papers gets blown away in the wind and uh and it gets pushed into next year i'll go with downsizing as my reserve as the next best oscar pick all right all right um obviously i feel like you just wanted to read uh the rest of your list off but uh i will go with wonder uh with julia roberts and owen wilson um I think it could possibly do good. Obviously, we're probably not ever going to touch our reserves. Uh, but this, this if is... it happens, it happens. I think uh, this actually could have been picked earlier by someone or should have been picked. Um, but we'll see. It's a, it's not Wonder Woman. You know that, right? Yes. It's a good crying film, I hear. You should have so. picked Flatliners because that's what you are right now. <laughs> oh, oh damn. So. <laughs> Uh, no, it would have been fun if someone took Jumanji because I feel like that has a chance to make a couple coin. I don't think no. so. I no. don't think so. Not at all. I um, as charismatic and as charming as he is, I no longer believe in Dwayne Johnson as box office. Uh, he doesn't make that much film unless he's in a Fast and Furious movie. I mean, yeah. He doesn't make that much movie. I'm sorry, that didn't, that, that, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> he doesn't make much money unless he's in a unless he's in a Fast and Furious film. Yeah, that's fair. It is, but they keep paying the big bucks to show up in these movies. All right, let's recap. We have with the first pick in the draft, Casey. His team is Thor Ragnarok, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Off to a great start here, and then The Darkest Hour, Murder on the Orient Express, and The Shape of Water with Wonder as a reserve. No, I don't think it. That's actually not that terrible of a team overall. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a good mixture of a lot of revenue as well as Oscar possibilities. Yeah, I can't really brag because I'm not confident at all this year. I hate my team. I'm just going to say it. The only pick (laughs) I like is uh, The Post, which I didn't even say the right title for. So my team is Justice League, Pitch Perfect 3, Happy Death Day, The Post, and Ferdinand with downsizing as a reserve. Uh, at least I'll get a first pick next year. 
<laughs> and uh, Edgar, heavy favorite, in my opinion, despite not having one of the big two superhero movies. He's got Coco, It, Lego Ninjago, Suburbicon, and Jigsaw with Blade Runner 2049 hiding in reserve. I think uh, I I definitely think you're going to make the most money in terms of revenue, um, but I think I might be able to come combine with some Oscar noms. We'll see. Good. Yeah, I only got one. I mean, clear. I mean, well, cool. again, I don't know why that is, but Pixar just seems to a get nominated and B, it's not a lot of money, but it's still you know a category and a win. Uh, I feel that's kind of in the bag. Um, but other than that, I only have Suburbicon. That's pretty much it. I did not go Os- unlike last fall, if memory serves. I didn't really go Oscars this time. Yeah, that's interesting. And you didn't go Star Wars, so sure. <laughs> there's that. Yeah, I think I think this should be fun. I don't think yeah, anyone lo- is going to blow lo- it out of the water. Sorry, about that. I'm looking at 2017 animated movies. 100, percent you got that category. Uh, there have been no animated films this year that even can possibly stand up. To? To uh, Coco. Oh, Ferdinand, there's, brother. If, that, if Lego Ninja goes really, really good, it won't win, but there's another little 10 yeah, mil for it. True. Yeah. I mean, unless the Emoji movie somehow uh, carries it. Eh. You know, that, that, that could always win best. Uh, you really have no, you have no faith in Ferdinand, for real? No. Not really. Uh, come on, John Cena. He's huge in the wrestling world. I'm trying to buy okay. time as I look up the final results from uh, the last fall real quick. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not fine. Last, last fall was a bit of a... Last fall was the first time I played, but it wasn't the first fall box office draft, I don't think. No, me and Joel did a two-person dry run, ten movies each. And what do you know? The person that had Star Wars won. Who had Star Wars, Joel? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Joel. But, uh... Alright, that'll do it for the Fallbox Office Draft. That was a lot of fun, as always. Yeah, Edgar, we need to get your opinion. We're divided on a spring box office draft. What are your thoughts? I, uh... If I remember the conversation you guys had on a recent episode, Casey, you weren't too hot on the idea. Bob, you seem to use the argument of some sort of bizarro, obsessive, compulsive disorder you have. <laughs> um, so, but I, I, I'm going to have to side with with Casey, uh, predominantly for the reasons he he shared. There's something special about a box office draft. Now, the summer, you got to do the summer because that's the moneymaker. That's like the real, you lick your chops with the box office. <laughs> the fall, uh, you don't make as much money, but, you know, you try to mix it up. Although I, I say this and I'm contradicting myself because I didn't really mock to mix it up with Oscars, but you can. Um, spring, I find it's, it, it's, it's just going to be, you got too many spinoffs going on. Um, and and uh, you were saying something about the March Madness. Like that's that's the special thing in the spring, the March that's Madness fair. episode, which I think is is 
simultaneously wildly entertaining and absolute hogwash because it's <laughs> not based on talent it's just based on what you guys like yeah <laughs> but that's what kind of makes it comical at the same time so that's like the special spring thing yeah that's fair that is fair jury rests two against one thank you Edgar. I appreciate <laughs> well what is it did joel uh what did, has joel email has joel emailed us in tonight <laughs> about his opinion no i'll get his opinion He's still down in the, down by the waves in the ocean, Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, yeah, he'll have a say as well. So maybe he'll tie it back up, and then uh, who knows what the fuck we'll do. But yeah, I can't wait to hear what Joel's been up to when he finally comes uh, knocking back around this way. But we'll get into that in a later episode. For now, let's get to our final points and get out of here. Edgar, as a guest... You can go first with your final point. Oh, thank you so much. So gracious of you. <laughs> um, I will admit when we were chatting last night, uh, I completely forgot about a final point. And then you said something that made me go, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll talk about that. Um, tomorrow is September 1st. If you follow movies and you're interested in, in film festivals, uh, you got can you know nothing can touch can can is number one the gold standard but you know a, a very 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 respectable second place is toronto international film festival tiff uh that begins on thursday the 7th so in a week from now actually and for the first time ever i'm going uh i'm not helping cut print film i'm actually being loaned out to goomba stomp and sorted cinema my old stomping grounds if you will you're in goomba stomping uh, grounds Pardon me? Your own Goomba stomping grounds. Very well put, actually. I like that. I like what you did there. Um, so I'm very excited. I've been to Toronto. It's a city I know a little bit, although I haven't been there in a while. But very excited. I really just want to – I'm not – you know, I'm there for five days. I'm not spending five days in a darkened room watching movies. But I, but I do want to dip my toes. Very exciting. Uh, maybe I'll run into Leah Sidhu. Um, <laughs> please, if you're listening to this, Leah, just, you know – Let's run into each other on the streets in Toronto. Uh, <laughs> she listens. Mm. She listens to this show. Yeah, three, I'm sure she does. three hours in. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, you know, she's in a Bond movie, and I'm a Bond fan. I'm sure she's listening tonight, anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 really uh, a it's a massive <coughs> massive event. Having with the help of of Simon Howell and, and Ricky Ricky D, who run Sorted Cinema and Booba Stump. Um, I sort of got a little bit of an inside scoop of how you buy your tickets and I, you buy a spot and you wait for your window to buy your tickets and then you make your choices. And if something's not sold out, then you can buy the ticket. It's a very, very conv <laughs> it's a very convoluted system, but I think it's because it's such a massive event. I mean, it really is in second place after can, um, so it's it's so big that they really have this very elaborate structure for the ticket holders and the press screenings. And I was trying to pick my movies last night and give my list to, to Ricky and Simon. And I click on a date and this is a press screening. Like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> when's the next one? When am I still in Toronto and this movie's playing? So should be fun. Hopefully it'll be fun. I'll get to see some old uh, colleagues, some old friends and uh, – and uh, maybe give you guys the scoop whenever the next time I'm on the episode as to what a uh, what a real film festival is. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I've done the Fantasia thing. 
I've done the uh, there's there's TIFF Light in Montreal, which is the Festival du Nouveau Cinéma, the new film festival or little translation, which is like TIFF Light. It's very good. It's very very good. It's in mid October. It's very cheap, very affordable. Great movies. But this is the first time where I'm like in the big leagues. Like this is a big one, so it should be interesting. Yeah, it's a bucket list item for me to go to TIFF one year. Um, yeah, my favorite film festival to follow. Just you know, the critics as they report on what's good. Seems like you know, there's at least five to ten great movies every year that come out of it, uh, if not yeah. more. So that's that's exciting. And I'm looking forward to. It's my understanding to that the, uh, the the People's Choice Award apparently carries a lot of weight. Uh, as far as what happens at the Oscars, yeah, uh, yeah. so I so I understand. I think uh, Mother is going to be premiering there, but like you said to me, that you know, a movie that's coming out in a week or two after that, not really something you want to waste your uh, precious time on down there. No, no, no. I, I've made my choices. My schedule is up, and uh, I'm not seeing uh, the the movies I'm going to get a chance to see do legitimately interest me. But but none of them are like opening wide this month or in October or anything like that. They're all sort of indie drama thrillers and stuff like that. Yeah. Any thoughts on TIFF, Casey? Yeah, I'm like, extremely jealous. I, I know we we've talked about it many times that one day maybe we'll we'll get up there. Uh, but I mean, hope, hopefully hopefully it happens. Um, yeah, if it does, that'd be great. A Redbox report meetup. I'll, I'll get I'll get loaned out to to sorted cinema again. Yeah. And do a meetup. Yeah, it's got to happen one time. So we'll see. It could be twenty thirty, but it's my promise to you, listeners, that uh, one day it will happen. All right, Casey, what's your final point? My final point. Uh, as I was going through, uh, you know, the, the the draft and trying to figure out who uh, what I wanted or. Uh, who I, what movies I thought were going to make a lot of money. I, I always think about, for us, it seems like the directors are one of the main draws. We always like to see who's the director, um, sometimes who's the cinematographer. I think for the masses, though, it always comes down to the actor or actress that's starring in the film. I, I feel like most people, that's what they care about. Uh, whether it's a Tom Cruise, or maybe not Tom Cruise anymore, but... Um, Whoever whoever's the big actor or big actress at the time, that's what draws uh, the masses. And I was thinking, well, who never really gets appreciated? What actor or actress is amazing, yet no one really ever talks about them? And even possibly the critics never really, really talk about them. So I was wondering, what actor or actress do you guys believe is underrated? Interesting. Uh, Edgar. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to buy some time here. Two names that come to mind are Channing Tatum, who, I, <laughs> yeah, really, I think yeah. good actor. He is. I, first, I mean, he's he's good, but I, I I feel like he is a big draw though. Um, I feel like a lot of people go go see. Okay, so you're you're thinking like they haven't even made it big yet? Because the other name I had in mind was Tessa Thompson, who's been excellent in everything she's been yes. in. Uh, she's she's a, she has a wonderful supporting role in in Creed. Uh, she has a great starring role, I think, actually in Dear. Uh, the fuck was that thing called? Dear, Dear uh, White Black People. Dear White People. Yeah. She was great at that. She's she in has Thor a Ragnarok. great role in her number one pick, Thor. 
Yeah. Uh, but she's sort of still kind of sort of flying under the radar there. Okay. I mean, I, I, I could agree with you with her more so than Channing Tatum. I don't know. I think you are a good example of why Channing Tatum might be underrated, though. Because <laughs> you think he sucks, right? No, I don't think he sucks. <laughs> I, I, I think that he is a big draw. I think a yeah, lot of times when true. someone sees him uh, as a lead actor, uh, a lot of people will go see him. Uh, usually it's more so you know, females going, but uh, he is a big draw, I feel. I, so my, my pick uh, was Sam Rockwell. I feel like we have talked about him a lot, and he's a very, very established actor. Yeah, but he awesome. never, ever gets the credit he deserves, whether it's in Moon, which was a fantastic film where he is incredible. Um, and yes, it did get uh, good reviews, and I think he was awarded for uh, 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 some small some small nominations. Definitely, I don't think he's ever had an Oscar nomination. Um but in some small award uh, ceremonies, he's gotten some things, but never much. But Moon, Seven Psychopaths, uh, uh, Lawn Dogs, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Matchstick Men, uh, kind of running teenage, out of films. Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, The Green Mile. I mean, he's been in... The list goes on. Yeah. Just promise. Um, I promise. But so he's been in all these films, and he does a extremely good job in most of them. Uh, yeah, maybe sometimes he has to slip up here or there, maybe like an Iron Man or something. Uh, but he's a really, really, really good actor that no one ever talks about. Um, and if I see him in a film, I actually would go, you know what? I kind of want to see that uh, just because he's in it. I think he's that good of an actor. Um, that people should go and seek him out. Well, he does get a lot of work, and in, in, in to 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 counter your point, he is popular in so far as certainly as the artists that make cinema. Like he's very much in demand. He does work a lot, but in terms of the public, I mean, if you say Sam Rockwell, most people might not even uh, know who he is. Yeah, no, no that's uh, true. And if you look at nominations, uh, he, he's never had an Oscar nomination. Um, in any other big uh, award ceremony, he has no nominations, um, which is just insane. I think he definitely deserves way more recognition than he gets. Yeah, I completely agree. That's a great choice. I love that guy. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that, like you said, you, I don't really think about him like – Oh, when is a Sam Rockwell movie going to come out? But once I see a movie has him in it, I'm like immediately excited to see his performance and and what the movie is going to be. All right. Well, so, okay. I'm just looking. He he's he has gotten a Screen Actors Guild Award nomination in a Berlin Film Festival um, award, but those are his two biggest. Uh, which they're they I mean not not that they're small but I mean I feel like he deserves a lot more. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my patented answer. Anytime I think underrated actor, but this is more like three or four years ago. He's had a uh, pretty good uh, couple years here. Jake Gyllenhaal. I just feel like um, you know people, at least like I said three or four years ago, didn't appreciate, including myself, how just how good of an actor he was. But. Uh, I'll say Michael Shannon. 
as my pick. We mentioned okay. him earlier in this podcast. I mean, he has a distinct look, incredible actor. People might know who he is when they see him. I'm not sure how many casual moviegoers would know him by name. Uh, but he's just, uh, I mean, he's in all of like my favorite director's movies, Jeff Nichols. He's, he knows how to pick a good, uh, a good script or, you know, get attached to a good project. Even made General Zod kind of passable. To an extent, <laughs> I think he's a uh, he's he's my pick. He's my man. Uh, I could completely agree with you. I think um, he needs to be more well known. He is a fantastic actor. I think a lot of critics, uh, we all see him and uh, we appreciate his work. But I, I think he does need to get out to the masses. Uh, he's a, he's fantastic. Cool. Well, that was fun. Um, my final point. Well, first, before I get to my final point, just want to follow up on a previous follow, uh, final point and say that I did sign up for Movie Pass. We talked about it a few weeks back. Still waiting for the the card to come through the mail, so I can't use it yet. But I'm looking forward to checking it out and reporting back how that goes. Did you sign up, Casey? I have not yet, but I will be. Oh, cool. Yeah, too good of a deal to pass up. Usually when it's too good to be true, it usually is, right? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But this final point for this episode for me is uh, I just want to talk about the... Did you guys see the BBC came out with a list of the top 100 comedies of all time? No. No. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to read all 100. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Just I figured maybe I'll read the top 10 See what you think, and then maybe get some of your favorite comedies of all time. Uh, His Girl Friday's number... F- all right, I'll do the top 15, because it's pretty, uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Number 15, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I just talked about was a big blind spot for me a couple weeks ago. Number 14, His Girl Friday, great movie, caught mm-hmm. up on uh, not too long ago. To Be or Not to Be by Ernest Lubitsch. Mm. Number 12, Modern Times, Charlie Chaplin. Number 11, The Big Lebowski by the Coen Brothers. Number 10, The General, Buster Keaton. Number 9, This is Spinal Tap. <laughs> Number 8, Playtime by Jacques Tati. Ah, blind spot. Yeah, I gotta check that one out too. Number 7, Airplane! Exclamation mark. Uh, the Zucker Abrams movie from the 80s. Number 6, Life of Brian. Number five, Duck Soup. Number four, Groundhog Day. Number three, Annie Hall. Number two, Doctor Strange Love. And number one, which I mentioned in Top Five Blind Spot in my number one category, Some Like It Hot by Billy Wilder. Mm, a lot of blind spots for me in that top 15. Yeah, I, same. I, I, documentaries and comedies. I, I, I have to make the time for those two genres. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a lot of blind spots for me too. Yeah, same way. here. Which is surprising. I feel like we watch a decent amount of comedies, but yeah, most of them I have not seen. Yeah. Well, how about favorite comedies in general of your own? What would be on your list if you could submit to them, Casey? Uh, for me, I mean, definitely The Big Lebowski is. I've I've praised it uh, as much as I possibly can. 
I really enjoy it. I'm surprised. Uh, I wonder if it's even on the list, but Dumb and Dumber. Um, yeah, that's a good I feel one. like that's that's so good. Uh, you laugh. I mean, it still holds up. It's still so funny. Um, well, uh, let's see. Maybe I would probably do maybe Best in Show or Waiting for Guffman. Um, that's a good choice. One of them. So it, I, I would need to really look though uh, and try to try to create a list. How about you, Ed? Um, I'm trying to think of some some my favorite comedies that are not on the list. You just uh, read. I've always been a big. It's it's sort of like a horror comedy, but I've always been a big Ghostbusters fan. I think that is an absolutely uh, uproarious film, and I've seen it God knows how many times, and it still makes me laugh. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I, I, I think the first Anchorman is sort of, I don't know where, if it's on that list at all or where it is, but I think time has been, like, it was super weird when it came out, but time has been very kind to that, and it is one of those movies where it's almost when you don't know what you're going to get, you're like, what the hell is this? And when you rewatch it and you know what you're going to get, it's actually very funny. Um... Again, I, I I would have said something like "Some Like It Hot." I would have said something like "His Girl Friday." Uh, I would have said the, <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Uh, again, I, I think this is showing that I just haven't seen that many comedies. I would say um, I've always had like a soft spot for the first Ace Ventura, uh, which is sort of the movie that introduced. The, the zaniness, the insanity that was Jim Carrey to the world. Um, those, those are among some of my favorites, along with a handful of the ones that are already on, on the list. Cool. I'll give a little makeshift top five. Um, number five, maybe Caddyshack for me. Uh, number four, The Wolf of Wall Street, if you can consider that a comedy. I think it's pretty funny. That is surprisingly funny. Number three, Borat. That's a cliched choice by now, but it's still pretty funny. Uh, number two, Dumb and Dumber, and number one, Anchorman. I think it's <laughs> yeah. the funniest movie ever made, but not everyone agrees. My wife hates no. it. <laughs> um, I, remember, I remember watching that for the very first time. I, I could not, I, I couldn't understand the rhythm of the jokes. There's a yeah. lot of weird things in that, in that movie, true. but once it's sort of just, you just buy into it, it's almost genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. It's something that gets better every time for me that yeah. I watch it. So. It's like a wine. Yes, like a fine wine. Go, Killing Brothers movies are kind of like that too. Big Lebowski and all that. So, all right, that'll do it for the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Edgar. Can people, what can people catch you doing over at CutPrintFilm.com? Um, well, I, I'm I, either it's a, if it's not a franchise retrospective, uh, which I'm taking a little break from that because Planet of, I did The Mummy from the 1940s and Planet of the Ape like back-to-back months, which was a stupid idea. Uh, so now it's just a little bit of film noir, although uh, October, <clears throat> last year I did Alien, this year, I'm doing the Halloween series nice. with the Rob Zombie movie. So that should be kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, and film noir. And uh, 
Hop over maybe to GoombaStomp.com in September if you want to follow my writing. There won't, there won't be a whole lot, but, but some TIFF reviews there. Sounds good. All right. Well, you know where to catch us on the Internet. You can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com, as Edgar did a few weeks back. Appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter at The Red Box Report. I'm on Twitter at The Oriole Report. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube. And as always... Have a great day.